Welcome to Blockchain Inside. The podcast is co-produced by Purdue Blockchain Lab and CastBox. Our vision connects everyone in the blockchain industry and explore the most up-to-date news. We hope that this podcast will be educational, easy to understand, and inspirational for all our listeners. I'm Coach Colbertson, and with me is Kimberly Colbertson, and with us today is Keith Downer. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us about your story with blockchain? Sure, definitely. My name is Keith Downer. I have been in the financial industry for quite a while. I started my career after my undergraduate in computer science and mathematics in the Caribbean. And I worked with maybe 14 or 15 banks consulting with them in that space across plastics, transaction activities with payments and offshore banking. And then I uh, came to the United States and did an executive MBA with Columbia University in finance and marketing. Post my MBA with Columbia University, I worked at American Express, Citigroup, where I led a global enterprise risk management platform, as well as head of risk architecture for JP Morgan Chase, uh, which is probably the most exciting and invigorating uh, experience in the financial industry. Uh, after leaving JP Morgan, I got into consulting, first with PwC and now with Aegis Risk Consulting. And blockchain has been a very exciting space for me. It's recently uh, started where I called Vera Labs, where we're issuing a, the Vera coin. And the whole infrastructure environment is about collaborating the creative industry elements together and sharing that asset with uh, the travel industry as well. So the Vera coin is a, a method of, of exchange and, and payment across writers, songwriters, music producers, track producers, and the film industry, they're able to interchange that coin on the Thanks Again network to purchase things like airline tickets or other paraphernalia and materials. <laughs> That's cool. Well, so how do we value these coins? I mean, how should a crypto project develop a business plan that actually is sound in today's economy? So I think the real challenge is that the cryptocurrencies now need to develop into what I call real business opportunities. Like any new startup, you need to have a solid plan and a clear understanding as to how you're going to generate value, how you're going to sustain yourself on an ongoing basis. There was a lot of euphoria and a lot of hype, a lot of emotional activities in the coin ICO space uh, in 2017. But you yeah, know, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> But for you to have a sustainable business, you need to understand the business model. How are you going to generate revenues and how are you going to bring new customers into that mix? What is there that you're going to be writing value for? How are you going to be pricing that against the, the market valuations? And how do you move that forward? Um, some of the payment coins today are associating themselves with you know, um, precious stones like gold and platinum and other metals, diamonds and stuff like that to support themselves. Um, but others, more importantly, are looking at how you generate value from what it is you're selling. Okay, so can we talk about the similarities and differences between currency and digital currency? And how does the currency policy work? I think there are three different types of crypto coins out there. You know, they're utility coins, but more specifically, in, in the space of coins being used for trade, coins being used to transact or make payments, those coin types are very, very similar to paper currencies. So there are three or four coins. You can use a Bitcoin to buy something, or you can accept Bitcoin as a form of payment on some stuff. And the valuation of that coin in the long run will operate in a very similar way to the U.S. dollar. The U.S. economy is up. The U.S. valuations are up. 
the savings curve is moving in the right direction, the US dollar gets stronger against other currencies. So today, there's a foreign exchange market where people buy US dollars versus Mexican pesos or buy Singapore dollars against the US dollar. And several of the currencies that are available today peg themselves either to the US dollar as a base point, the British pound as a base point, and there are even some currencies now pegging themselves against the Chinese dollar as a base point. And they hold their valuation as an exchange rate of, for, for example, the Barbados dollar to the US dollar is two to one. It has been that way for maybe, I don't know, the last 20 years or so. Um, but the Barbados economy has to keep maintaining itself to keep that peg against the US dollar. In a similar fashion, if you uh, want to peg your valuation uh, against the coin, you would have to, first of all, ensure that you establish that relationship with what I would call a stable coin. And then the exchange rate between um, your coin and that stable coin would, would be set based on the valuation of your coin versus, for example, the Bitcoin. So if I looked at the Vera coin that I was mentioning before, uh, when we originally started looking at pegging that against Bitcoin, one of the things we realized was with the euphoria of Bitcoin and Bitcoin growing at the rapid rate it was going at, there was no way we could stabilize the Vera coin against that. So yeah. if we allowed the valuation to keep climbing with Bitcoin, we would have fallen just as hard when Bitcoin came back down uh, you know, from its high in, in the late 2017 timeframe. So I think it's really important that you understand the underlying valuation of you're doing, hence the value of your coin. With this risk in this space, how do we measure the risk in, in, the, in the crypto investment space? Can you give us an example, maybe a way that we could measure uh, risk? So there are a couple of things that I would say, but you know, the, the example that I would use is what's out there today. Most risk managers would want to understand what's the potential loss we could have. What's the exposure that we have from a valuation perspective? And um, fortunately or unfortunately, you know, there have been significant um, access breach situations in the Bitcoin space. And yep. like, right. So like any financial institution, any tradable asset that you have, you have to hold capital against what could potentially be you know, an issue for you. And the way you would compute the capital today is based on looking at the potential losses that could occur from all of the activities and operations that you have. So if you have a permissionless environment where you're doing trading on the coin, your exposure is much higher and your loss potential is much greater then if you have a permissioned network, which is internal and you know, more controlled from a user and access perspective. So using those two examples separately, you would want to, uh, should I say, take an, uh, a good look at the loss capabilities that have occurred over the last, I would say, three to five years, and then run what I would call some mathematical models to estimate your current valuation, your current exposure, and quote unquote, how much you can lose should an incident occur to your institution so that you have sufficient capital to hedge against going out of business. Okay, so for crypto investment, when is a good time then to get into the market and when is a good time to get out? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Great question. And you know, I bring this back to your risk appetite and I bring it back to basic investing in assets, right? Stocks more, more precisely. So it, it's about... How much do you disposable income do you have that won't impact your day-to-day -day life? Like any other investment vehicle, you do not as an individual or as an institution want to get caught up in what I call you know, the rise and fall of the crowd. 
um, you should have and should approach this from a perspective of understanding um, how much you have that you can invest in a particular asset. And when, that, when you've determined that, you, you should get into the asset in what I call, you know, in a phased approach. So you buy as, as like in any dollar cost approach that you want to use, you can buy it over a period of time to, so that you can take the gains. But you need to understand what your threshold is. You know, if you're, if you're expecting and you're hoping for a 10% gain in, in the assets and, and the asset climbs to 25%, uh, there's no reason you should be still there. Uh, you should be reevaluating when you should get back in. Uh, I think one of the issues that uh, a lot of people got caught with with Bitcoin is because it just kept going up in a crazy fashion. Oh, was, yeah. Right. There was no explainable reason why it was climbing that quickly. Uh, but nobody wanted to get off the train, right? So, <laughs> hang on, baby, we're going. <laughs> we don't know where it's going, but we're going. <laughs> I mean, in 2008, I think a famous banker said, you know, the whole situation is just absolutely crazy, but the music is playing, so we can't stop dancing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, yeah. So, when it came down, suffice it to say, he was at the bottom of the pot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as we bring this on in for a landing here this morning, can you share with us uh, how our audience could connect with you after the podcast? And also, if you have any resources for our blockchain enthusiasts. So, yeah. So I do have an, a website set up, aegeusrc.com. It's A-E-G-E-U-S-R-C.com. And on the site, uh, you can easily contact me for additional information. There's a copy of my presentation that I provided at the Blockchain Fest in, at MIT uh, over the weekend that will be available there. And there's some additional material around, you know, some of the considerations and risk, some of the considerations you should take um, as you're building out your business plans and, and uh, taking advantage of that, as well as uh, where and when uh, possible, if you would like to sort of get my perspective on the ICOs to invest in, there are a few that I've chosen that, that I'd be happy to share as well. All right. That sounds great. Well, Keith, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. It's been awesome. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for following up with us today. Blockchain Inside, the podcast is co-produced by Purdue Blockchain Lab and CastBox. Please subscribe to our show on castbox.fm slash blockchain lab and leave a comment there if you have any questions. I'm Coach Culbertson with Kimberly Culbertson. Have a great day.